Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, Welcome to those in our Hills location, those in our Penrith location and everyone else that might be joining us. Maybe someone sent you a link or you're listening or you're watching. However you find yourself, please know Bonnie and I are praying for you. We're praying and we're standing with you in this very, very difficult and challenging time. In fact, I believe this message today is a word in season for our church. And I believe this is a word that's going to spiritually encourage, infuse life and faith and energy for us. You see, the truth is we will come out of lockdown. I know some of you are wondering if that will ever happen. Let me reassure you, at some point, I don't know when, we will come out of lockdown. But how we emerge spiritually depends on what we do during this season of lockdown. And my goal is as a church that we would come out of lockdown spiritually stronger than when we went in, that we will come out running not limping, that we would come out spiritually fit. This week I gave a goal uh, to our staff to seek God, to put together a workout program, not, not a physical workout program, but a spiritual workout program. Instead of diet and exercise, it's a program built on prayer and book studies and Bible reading. So I really believe God wants to do something significant in your life and in mine. And today I get to kick off a brand new series. It is called, I Get Knocked Down. It's a series on how to get up again and again and again. Does anybody remember the song in the 90s? I get knocked down, but I get up again. Come on, sing it with me. Remember that song? I get knocked down. It's such a catchy phrase. I get knocked down, but I get up again. It's actually written by a band called Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Uh, The song is called Tub Thumping. And Boff Whaley, the guitarist, said the song was written about resilience of ordinary people. Resilience. Well, what is resilience? Well, this is actually the focus of our series as we study God's Word. Resilience is the ability for a person to recover readily from adversity. Uh, Let me say that again. I'll put it on the screen. It's the ability for a person to recover readily from adversity. This series is all about not just surviving lockdown, but thriving as we come out of lockdown. Think about the Olympics with me today. Every Olympian has to go through adversity to make the Olympics. Think about all the adversity that an Olympian has to go through. There's adversity of, of illness, of injury, of coaching changes, of training restrictions due to COVID, of mental illness, of of dietary problems, of relational, financial. There is adversity over adversity. Olympians, they get knocked down. But what allows them to stand and be called an Olympian isn't just their natural talent. 
It's their ability to get back up every time they're knocked down. And it's the same for you and me. When it comes to our faith, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, we will face adversity. In this world, trials and problems will come. In this world, we will face challenges. But what Jesus is trying to encourage us is though we get knocked down with Christ, we get back up again. Come on, someone. When we get knocked down, we don't stay down. When we get knocked down, we can get up again and again and again with Christ. Today, we're going to look at a man who really personifies the, the attitude of resilience. He faced more adversity in the New Testament than, than anyone else I can think of. Paul the Apostle, he was under Roman guard and he's sailing to Rome in a cargo ship. Um, he'd been sent there by the authorities to stand trial. And Scripture says that the wind of a typhoon strength called a northeaster threatened their very lives. The storm went on and on. They ended up throwing cargo over the ship to lighten the load. They actually got rope and tied it around the, the whole body of the ship to, to keep it together as they went through this massive storm. And they're throwing cargo overboard. They're trying to survive. And we'll pick up the story in Acts 27, verse 20. Then neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. So they couldn't see the sun or the stars because of the clouds, because of the storm. For day after day, the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. This storm had continued for days and days. Their very life was on the line. They didn't know if it would ever end. I think we can all relate to this verse. This current lockdown caused by COVID continues to rage on and on. It just won't stop. The verse says they finally gave up hope of being saved. This, this verse is so emotional to me because as a pastor, I see so many people struggling and hurting. In fact, I hear the voice and the language and the tone in people's voices that they're losing hope. That they're losing hope that this pandemic will never end. They're losing hope that their jobs will be lost. They're, they're losing hope that businesses won't make it, that they may lose their houses as they can't pay the mortgages. They're, they're losing hope about their children finishing school. They're losing hope about their careers. They're losing hope as their relations are, are tense and they can't contact or reach out to their loved ones. There's, there's this pressure. There's this uncertainty, there's this anxiety, there's this strain, there's this mental health that people are losing hope. I think we can all relate to what Paul was suffering at the hands of the storm. In Acts 21, Scripture goes on after they'd gone a long time without food. Not only were they going through this storm of winds and waves, they had no physical food to nourish their bodies. Paul stood up before them and he said, Men, you should have taken my advice and not sailed from Crete. 
then you would have spared yourselves this damage and this loss. How many people want to punch Paul in the face right now? The last thing when you face adversity, the last thing when you're knocked down is someone to say, hey, I told you so. I told you so. Yet Paul stands up and says, hey, I told you we shouldn't have taken this trip. You know, I knew this would happen. You see, most of the sailors on the ship were innocent. They didn't choose to sail in this difficult weather conditions that they were facing. They were innocent. The captain had made this decision for them. I'm sure they agreed with Paul. Yeah, we shouldn't be sailing in this type of weather. So often adversity isn't our fault. Your parents got divorced and it caused all sorts of problems for you with your upbringing, with the fighting and your the meat and the sandwich and you're being pulled to and fro, it's not your fault. Or maybe you get cancer or mental illness or a business partner steals from you and it's not your fault. Or you trusted someone and they failed you. You believed in them. You you went with them. You, You trusted their word only to discover they lied to you. Well, the church was growing and we were making great progress and people were encountering the presence of God and lockdown prevents us from gathering together. Maybe you're in lockdown and you're feeling all the pressures and worries and it's not your fault. So what do we do when adversity comes? What do we do when we get knocked down? How do we be resilient? How do we recover readily from adversity. Well, let's have a look in the text and see what happens next, as Paul says in verse 22. But now I urge you, I want everyone just to stop and to listen and to read these words with me. What what does Paul urge them to do? Does he urge them to grab the last life jacket in the boat and jump ship? Does he urge them to save themselves? Does he urge them to come up with a better sailing plan? And here's what he urged them to do. He urged them to keep up your courage. What a great word today for all of us. Keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Now, if we look at the Greek word courage, it actually means to put in good spirits. See, courage is actually a spiritual word that's used. Even the dictionary, old Webster says this about courage. It's the quality of mind or spirit. Webster names the spirit that enables a person to face difficulty without fear. Isn't that fascinating? You see, there is a spiritual aspect to courage that we must understand. Uh, We're all men and women of the Spirit. We all have a body, a physical flesh, but we all have a spirit. And Paul is urging them to rise up in their spirit. In times of adversity, when you get knocked down, how do you encourage yourself? You actually get courage in your spirit from within. You rise up. I don't know if you know, but years ago in the Pentecostal world, there was this term that we would always use, rise up. 
rise up years ago when I was in church and we'd ever have a, a problem, we would always use those words, rise up. It was kind of this word that would allow us to remember that we're actually spiritual being. And the pastors would say if we slept in from church or if we didn't make a, a prayer meeting or if, you know, we got cranky or something bad happened, he'd say, come on, son, rise up. It was something about stirring our spirit to rise above the circumstances. And it's the same for us today, that we should rise up in our Spirit. If we've had a bad day or we've been dumped by our girlfriend or, or, or we're cranky because there's no coffee, what do we do? We rise up. We, we speak to our spirit. We let our spirit overwhelm our flesh. We get courage through the presence of God. We rise up spiritually. The reason we need to rise up spiritually is because God is actually working in our adversity. Don't, don't miss this. God is actually working in our adversity. Now, years ago, Bonnie and I had the great privilege of going to Jerusalem. We went with some of our beautiful uh, members of our Hills location and we did the track through Jerusalem where Jesus walked. And we sat at Gethsemane under the olive trees. Now, these olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane are the oldest olive trees in the world. They're 900 years old. It was so so emotional for Bonnie and I to sit in this garden where Jesus wept blood. And we're sitting under these olive trees. And we did some research. And the reason these olive trees are the oldest olive trees in the world is because of two winds, two different winds. There is a west wind that would come over the Mediterranean and bring rain. It would bring life. It was refreshing. That was one wind. There was also another wind that was absolutely necessary for these olive trees to grow strong, to put their roots down. It was the east wind that was a dry, hot wind from the desert. Isn't that fascinating? That both winds were needed to produce the great fruit and the longevity of these olive trees. It's the same for you and I. We need seasons of encouragement and, and, and being together and worshipping and, and enjoying life. But there's also seasons of adversity, come on church, that build us, they grow us, that they strengthen us, uh, they cause us to go to places in God we've never gone before. And today, like Paul urged the sailors, I want to urge you to get today, would you keep up your courage? Would you rise up spiritually above your circumstances? Would you rise up above your fear? Would you rise up above your worry, above your anxiety? You can do this. Allow your spirit to feed on the things of God and rise up above your circumstance. You see, the courage to continue after lockdown cannot happen without the courage to continue following God today. I know it's frustrating, I know it's hard, I know it's annoying, I know it's impacting us all, but this adversity, this being knocked down will not take you out. God will use this to rise up your spirit to overcome. Let's see what happens next. Because Paul 
was actually encouraged, he rose up from another source, another situation. I want to explain that so that we can receive the same source and encouragement. In, in verse 23, last night, Paul says, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. So Paul is telling the sailors to have courage and now he's explaining why he has courage, why he rose up. He rose up because God spoke to him. He rose up because God revealed himself to Paul. God encouraged Paul. He faced certain death and, and he was in this amazing season of loss and storm and worry. Yet he found a way to find courage because the angel spoke to him. I love how God revealed himself to Paul and I love how God can reveal himself to you. I believe with all my heart that God wants to reveal himself to you in lockdown. How does that happen? Well, God can reveal himself through this preaching right now. You can get stirred. Your spirit can come alive. You can shake off those fears and worries and anxieties. You can cause your spirit to rise up. God can reveal himself by sending an angel to minister to you. Angels are real. We are spiritual beings. We live in a spiritual world. Yet so often we look at the natural things we don't realize. No, we're, we're in a spiritual world to, to listen, to hear, to allow God's angels to minister to you just like they did to Paul, but maybe God can speak a word of encouragement through someone else or through a song that you sing or a lyrics of a worship song or maybe a, a text or God can give you a dream or a vision. Uh, you, God can encourage you through another believer. Uh, God can use His creation, a, a sunrise. Come on, a, a sunset. You, you look at the stars in the sky. You can't deny that there is a God who is alive and who loves you. Um, God can use prayer. In fact, we have called both our locations at Hills and Penrith to have a Zoom prayer meeting every week. I encourage all of you to jump on to those Zoom prayer meetings. You can find those on our social media or you can email or call the church. We want you to be part of those prayer. In fact, on the Tuesday 12.30 uh, Hills Zoom prayer meeting, one of our great prayer leaders said they had a vision. And the vision was that many people were coming out of hiding. It was a little bit like children playing hide and seek. Once hide and seek had ended, they all came out. And he shared that there was this picture of people coming out of hiding. And they were strong and they were healthy, ready for action. Let, let this word inspire you today. It certainly encouraged and inspired me. That they were strong and healthy, ready for action. And the Lord is telling us that lockdown is coming to an end be ready to come out stronger. What about you today? Are you listening to the voice of the Lord? Like Paul, are you keeping your eyes off the storm and are you looking to the things of God? Are you hearing His voice? Are you journaling something that God might be depositing in your spirit? Are you seeking His face? Are you sitting and being still and, and being quiet and hearing His Word? The courage came to Paul by a word 
of the Lord. Or, like so many, maybe you're being discouraged because instead of being encouraged by the Lord, you're listening to the words of the world. You're overwhelmed with the news feed, scrolling through social media, listening to the fears and hype of the world. That's one way to discourage you. But Paul was sharing the way to encourage you is to have a word from the Lord. Allow your spirit to rise up. So Paul teaches us to keep our courage. Number one, I want you to write that down, deposit that in your heart. While we're in lockdown, keep your courage. Keep your courage. Keep your courage. Secondly, the angel teaches us to understand the bigger picture. That's point number two. It's our last point today. Understand the bigger picture. Verse 24. The angel said, don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. In other words, Paul, you can't go down in this battle, the angel is saying. Uh, the angel is saying, Paul, there's more battles for you to fight for. There's more God has for you. That he knew that Paul was poised to go to Rome so he could make a difference for the gospel. Paul had a purpose to get to Rome where his presentation of the gospel would penetrate the walls of the emperor's palace. Some of you need to hear this. Don't let lockdown get you down. Don't let lockdown hold you down. Don't let the uncertainty take you out. Don't let this fear cause you to stumble and fall in your faith. God needs you. He has more for you. I just want to take a moment and stop. I want to speak directly to all of our seniors. Can I do that? Seniors, can you listen to me for a moment? God has not finished with you. If you're not dead, you're not done. If there's breath in your lungs, lungs God still has more for you. There's more opportunities, more blessings, more responsibility. We need you like never before. Seniors, we need you in our church like never before. Why? Because you've been through adversity. You've been through trials and you're still standing. We need your wisdom. We need your faith. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. We need your stirring. We need you to tell us, rise up. We need you to get in our face and challenge us. We need you to share the stories of how God came through for you in the past and He'll come through for you again in the future. The ship may go down, but the storm will not take us out. We may be in lockdown, but it's not over. We're not done. COVID has not surprised God. He's building His church. He's deepening our faith. He's growing our roots. God is still working. It's not over. This is an adversity. This is a trial. We may get knocked down, but we will get up again through Christ. And again and again, verse 25, Paul sums up. He says, so keep up your courage. He reminds us again to encourage ourselves in the Lord, to, to rise up. For I have what? Say it with me. I have faith in God. Say it again. I have faith 
in God that it will happen just as he told me. Paul said, I have faith. I have faith in God, not in the boat. I have faith in God's promises, not in the circumstances. I have faith in what my God says through his angel, not in the size of the wind and the waves. I, I have faith in the promises of my God. I, I have faith in the one who commands the wind and the waves, who created the trees that made the ship. I have faith that he will be my deliverer, my healer, my protector. You see, you can't always control the storm that blows but you can always control how you respond. You see, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control what you believe and where you put your faith. Today, as we close our time, I pray that you've been stirred not to waste time in lockdown, but this can be a season of spiritual growth where you can put a workout plan together, where you can grow, you can develop, that you can take courage, that you can rise up, rise up to be the example for your children, rise up to be the example for your family, rise up to be the example for your friends, that God can speak a word through an angel, through worship, through, through a person, through His Scripture, maybe a word today to encourage you because you were born for a greater purpose. You were born not just to survive lockdown, but you were born to expand God's kingdom. I love in Psalm 46, we'll close with this verse. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, I will not fear. I will rise up. I may get knocked down, but I will get up again and again and again and again. Through Christ Jesus, we may get knocked down. We may get locked down, but we will not stay down. We will encourage ourselves in the Lord. We will raise our faith because God has a purpose and a calling and we will come out of this stronger and greater to do more for Him than we could ask, think or imagine. Let's pray. Father, I pray that You would encourage us with Your Word that adversity is not failure. Lord, that just because the hot, dry winds of the desert blows in adversity in our lives, that You are at work. You are building something in us. You are deepening our faith and our roots. You are growing us as a church. Still praying today. I want to pray for those. And you're in the middle of adversity and you're in the middle of a storm, but you don't have Christ. In fact, you're all alone with nothing but fears and worries in your mind and you can't sleep at night. Maybe you're leaning to the bottle to get you through. You're leaning to medication. You're leaning to some other unhealthy form of coping mechanism. God wants you to lean on Him today. And that starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, God knew we would go through adversity and trials. That's why He sent Jesus Christ who died and rose again. Think about it. Jesus faced the ultimate adversity. Talk about being knocked down. He was crucified. He was whipped. 
He was beaten. He was knocked down time and time again. In fact, he was knocked down carrying the cross. But guess what? He got up again. He was knocked down hanging on the cross, but he got up again. He got knocked down by being plunged into death. But three days later, he got up again. He was raised from the dead. Why? So our sins could be forgiven, so we could be saved. The Bible says all you need to do is call on His name. Believe in His name. Turn from your ways. You'll be saved. That Jesus got knocked down and got up again for you because He loves you. It doesn't matter whether you're brilliant or not brilliant or you're perfect or not perfect. We've all failed. We've all messed up. But if you surrender and call on His name, He will encourage you. He will save you. He will heal you. Let's pray together. Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a Saviour. Would you save me? Would you forgive me? Would you be my Lord? Would you help me to get back up again, to be all that you have for me to be? Father, that I would follow you and serve you all the days of my life. We pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.